the 37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 52. And with me on the passenger seat, I've got Preston as per usual. What's up? And in the back seat, we've got Big Steven. What's up, everybody? Yeah. So we're just going to do a quick show for you guys, a little something to get you through the work week on this hump day. And uh, we're going to mop up some of the news that we lost on our last episode because basically Cox Communications ruins almost everything and their internet even more so. I've discovered that kind of like a wet fart, the only thing you can really depend on Cox Communications to be is really shitty. (laughs) Yeah, putting it mildly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, they're fucking undependable for... A lot of things. They're they're good when they're good, and when they're not, it's most of the time. So, so maybe it's probably just DDoS yeah. in me. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> what it is. Lizard Squad yeah. is probably taking you down. Uh, well, let's let's jump into it. Let's waste no time. Let's hit it and quit it. To quote uh, that famous song by James Brown. <laughs> so first up, we've got license plate news. Wait, wait, wait! Isn't that real? This is kind of topic, but weren't you? Singing that in the shower in the Mall of America hotel? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> my my get up and get it music in the mornings is James Brown's greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like we're we're sitting in the hotel room. I'm sharing a room with uh Sean and his wife and He's like in the bathroom, and to keep in mind, we're on you know, this is like a vacation. You know, we're chilling in the hotel room, getting ready to go walk around this mall, <laughs> massive ass mall. Yeah, and Shayla's over there, shawning, ironing Sean's shirts, just sitting there. And I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" She's like, "Why do you like some iron?" And I'm like, "You're on vacation. Tell him to iron his own fucking shirt." <laughs> <laughs> right now, and it's this is not a case of like this the 18th century. I didn't make your life. Yeah. Hey, babe, iron my shirts while I take iron a shower. Shirt while I shower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go wash off the funk, and you go ahead and iron my yeah. shirts. No, no, she just she, she's cool about it. She ironed my. She enjoys it. Me. She like she likes she likes that you take care of yourself and don't look like a fucking slob yeah. like me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a classic <laughs> bitch. I feel like I kind of got Jude because the last time I stayed in a hotel with you guys, I just you know had to put up with Sean farting all night. Uh, right? That is yeah. true. That is. But then true. It, and then he goes in the shower, and this is where this all started. He goes in the shower, and he's like, he's got this like playlist out. Like it was like just James Brown. Like <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, it gets him going. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, way off topic. License plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So (laughs) um, last year sometime, I forget when, September or October, we talked about how um, the state of Washington, Senator Ann Rivers, was proposing to put a bill forward that would allow Sasquatch to be nationally recognized as the Washington State cryptic. And that's kind of cool because not a lot of states really have, you know, you know, cryptids as their actual, um, you know, representatives and whatnot. They'd still have their animal and their flower and all that shit, but that's boring. 
You know, you need something cool to represent your your state. Mm-hmm. And so she was pushing really hard to get people to uh, sign this bill and pass it to where it would be um, the Bigfoot. Sasquatch would be their, their state cryptid. So, well, Senator Ann Rivers, she's back at it again. And by God, I love this woman because she is currently eyeing a unique fundraising opportunity for Washington State Parks. Through the production and sale of Sasquatch branded license plates. And what she wants to do is she's proposing a bill to legislature right now, Senate Bill 6151, which will create a specialty license plate featuring one of our show's favorite cryptids, Big Old Bigfoot. And the revenue from the sales will be directed towards um, state park maintenance, improvements in the overall state, and other, you know, national landmarks and stuff like that. So, I think it's fucking genius. Yeah. I think that's an amazing thing. I'm on board just because I'd like to see all the states adopt this because then like Texas could have a La Chup- or the Chupacabra yeah, or La, yeah. La, La Chucha or whatever it was. La La Chusa. Yeah, we could have that. And then like Kansas gets the Hamburglar Man. <laughs> uh, Jersey gets the uh, Jersey Devil. Like, fucking oh, yeah. let's do it. Illinois <laughs> could have the Mothman. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it'd be fucking but, neat. I would buy one of each of those. And it's a no-brainer, too. Yeah, like like you said, is, uh, it's a no-brainer for them. They're bringing in money for their parks, the state, and not only that, yeah. but like people like, I'm not going to go to New York and buy a New York hoodie. I mean, some people do, whatever, but like if it had something cool yeah. like that on it, then you know that's more merchandise to be sold to people that don't even live in your state, but you're still going to get cut off of yeah. it. You're exactly right. When we went down to Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and... um Hatchetown or, or whatever I forget what it's called, um, dude. We it's Bigfoot stuff everywhere. They were featured down there on an episode of Finding Bigfoot, and I think that's pretty much like their yeah. county fucking mascot was Bigfoot. And that kitschy stuff is everywhere. There's license plate covers. There's T-shirts everywhere. There's you know uh, iron metal cutouts of Bigfoot. Uh, silhouettes and statues you can buy, and we fell prey to it, man. We bought um, a magnet and a camping mug and another magnet and a wine glass. <laughs> Preston, I, 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 just, I picture Sean walking in, and he's like, oh, yes, it's going the fuck down. He's like looking through every little thing, picking this. Yeah. He's got like a maybe pile, a definitely pile. <laughs> <laughs> A maybe pile. No, that was Shayla. It was like, oh, babe, we need this. Oh, babe, babe, we need this. Oh, we need this. And half of it, I'm like, we can't fit that in the car, babe. That is a seven-foot-tall resin statue of Bigfoot. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Rent a trailer. Oh, dude, speaking of that, you blew my mind when I was over at your house the other day. You are like, you're like, yo, look in the backyard. And you got that You got yeah. that metal, like, cut-out fucking metal classic big Bigfoot post. And propose. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I haven't awesome. showed you the picture yet, Preston, but uh, Shayla's uh, sister and brother-in-law got that for her for Christmas. It's like a seven-foot-tall um, sheet metal silhouette of the Patterson-Gimlin uh, Gimlin pose of Bigfoot yeah. striding, and it's on our fence line, and it's pretty Ooh, yeah. It was really cool looking. You need to put like a light behind it so like it shimmers out like in the summer. Yeah. But then I, again, you don't when want to get to a better neighborhood. Yeah, I probably, then you, as I say, you don't want to base it on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Josh put an LED light box in the back of it, so the light does uh, the red eye lights up for it. So that's kind of cool. But <laughs> hell yeah, I was gonna hear the Hendersons yeah, when mean, they make them look evil. <laughs> red <laughs> eyes, <laughs> right, right. But I mean, like this, this Ann Rivers idea here, it's. It's brilliant. You're basically going to cash in on this creature's notoriety and make it a viable way to help out your your state parks and stuff like that. So I think it's brilliant. For sure. And she said, I'm guessing Sasquatch has a hidden talent for fundraising. And assuming the Sasquatch is native to Washington and our state parks are part of Sasquatch's native habitat, it just makes perfect sense to capitalize on Sasquatch's popularity in a way that will help protect and improve that habitat which he lives in. Fucking mic drop, right? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I guess they say Sasquatch and Washington go hand in hand. And according to data from the uh, experts on the source, the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, also known as BFRO, uh, based on the latest sightings in the state in October 2017, Washington has had over 640 total sightings reported to BFRO. And the state coming in second place with a measly 440 sightings is California. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, in closing, Rivers says the strong positive reaction to my bill to make Sasquatch the state cryptid proved that people of all ages are still taken by the idea that such a creature is out there. I have no doubt that some of them will like the idea of a Sasquatch license plate and appreciate that buying one is also good for the park system. Yeah. Uh, have you guys yeah, been to one. national parks? Like, I mean, like recently within like the past, I don't know, five years? Nope. Now, Preston and I stay away because I'm missing 411. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. So ever since you <laughs> talked to me about that, I've been thinking about that shit yeah. like when I was there. But then again, I really didn't veer off anywhere. We, so we went to Yellowstone National Park, uh, Mountain, mm-hmm. Mountain Glacier, and then um, Mount Rushmore. And, um, Everywhere, every play, every one time you go to one of them places, there's always signs yeah. everywhere. Please donate, like funds cut, budget cuts, all yeah. that shit. So like, yeah, when you're at the end, when you're at this area where there's even been threats of shutting down national parks because they, you know, right. that's just ridiculous. But um, yep. it's but sad. when you think about something like this, like that could be that could be your saving grace. I mean, what what better yeah. way than than printing merchandise? I mean, it's printing money. Right. Well, and I mean, half the time when you walk past something like that, the big classic plexiglass box, it's like donations welcome and there's, you know, four or five bucks in yeah. it. You walk past and you think, fuck, I'm broke too. What do you yeah, want Yeah, you charge me? $35 to get into this thing. Didn't that enough? You know, and it, it feels yeah. like that. And then you go to the gift shop there and it's just, it's just, you know. A shirt with Mount Rushmore on it. Like, yeah, you know, like, I yeah. got pictures. Huh? My parents went to Mount Rushmore and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fuck it. I could be broken, walk by and see a Bigfoot license plate and say, yeah, I'm going to probably get about two of those. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's a smart way right now. People are very finicky with giving away money. But if you could, you know, pull at a heartstring or you could pull at their interests or the kitschiness of something, mm-hmm. it's a brilliant way to get me to let go of that 15 bucks that I was holding for, you know, lunch or whatever. So not that I would starve over getting a Bigfoot license plate, but they're going to beat you up and take your lunch money, Sean. That's why I carry spare protein bars in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, Preston, what do you uh, what do you got? I got a doozy, okay? A doozy. <laughs> so this came out uh, nine days ago, and I can't believe we haven't heard more of it. But 
time traveler from the year 2030 passes lie detector tests. Can you believe that shit? Holy shit. Yeah. A man claiming to be from the year 2030 who shared a number of predictions for the future has miraculously passed a lie detector test. The self-proclaimed time traveler goes by the name of Noah, stating that he has to remain anonymous as he has risked his life to tell those living in the present day what the future has in store. Noah, get it? Yeah? Yep. Yeah? Yeah? Are you ready? Are you ready to, for his predictions? I'm ready. We're sitting down. <laughs> he, uh, when was asked uh, for hard evidence to back up any of his predictions, he said, guess what? Donald Trump reelected in 2020, baby. Yeah. Making America great longer. <laughs> Bitcoin being used more. Artificial intelligence becoming huge by 2021. So, you know, Rob will finally get his robot bride. Electric mm-hmm. cars that can travel 600 miles per hour and humans flying to Mars in 2028. Hell yeah. Total recall. Elon Musk. Total fucking recall. Humans are flying to Mars because they hit a tree going 600 miles an hour. <laughs> 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 And that will also be the year that time travel is made public. Oh. Get your ass to Mars. How could you make time? Come on. Time travel public. There would be so many people fucking space time continuum. We're all going to have hands on top of our heads. (laughs) 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 Now, I will will post this YouTube video, this this lie detector test time traveler, to our Facebook page. But uh, his uh, face has been... uh, you know, blurred out. But when you look at him, he looks like a young kid, probably like, you know, our age, 24, 25, somewhere around there. But he claims to be 50 and that he underwent surgery and like took some tonic and some other shit. And that's what has kept him young because time traveling is hard on the body. Do you like, <laughs> dude, how crazy would it be to talk to that guy? Like you just yeah. sit in a room and like, just be like talking to him. Like not judge him, not be like this dude's full of shit. Just be like, listen yeah. to the stuff. Like it'd be, it'd be bizarre. Yeah. Shit, send me in there, dude. I could talk to that yeah. man and get you all the secrets. That's yeah. just really weird superpower. Sean's on the case. Yeah. <laughs> shit. I had the most flattering and profound comment made to the other uh, to me the other day by a friend, and she's like, "You could probably talk to the devil." Hmm. And at first, I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of funny," but I'm like, "You know what? I probably could." Yeah. With that honey butter voice of yours. <laughs> he said, it's not my intent to deceive anybody. I want to be clear. My sole objective uh, to anybody is to prove to you that time travel exists. In fact, I myself am a time traveler. He went on to say that time travel has been possible since 2003, but again, won't be made public until 2028. Oh, bomb. Lightning round, each of you. That's if, it. Yeah. If either Boom. one of you could go Done. back in time and change one thing, what would it be? And you you have to, but you but you also have to list if you think there's any like major consequences, like things that would change drastically. Oh man, because you have to be there. You have to be careful of that shit. You know what I mean? Like what if yeah, that didn't right. happen? What do you think could have happened? You know? Oh, lightning round. I don't. It's lightning round, bro. You got to go for it. I think if I could go back in time, I would go back about. Two years ago, Steve, to the uh, when you and I had the idea to open up that fuzzy taco in Wichita yeah. and actually get the bank the banknote for yeah, it, yeah, and then actually get them to open up on time. Oh, I didn't hear you. If you're listening oh, to this, even my fuzzy damn tacos, tacos, what you got? And what you got? You better get that crawfish back. Quit discontinuing that shit. 
No shit. Wichita wants that crawdaddy. Yeah. I want to see hashtag ICT crawdaddy. Right. Let's do it. If I see one of those, I'll be thrilled. <laughs> well, here I go. I'm getting on Twitter right now. <laughs> do it. Okay, Steve. So you, it's your question. You tell us, man. What would you change? Uh, probably I would go back uh, when I got in my car wreck and I got my lump yeah. sum pain and suffering claim. Um, uh-huh. I was young, dumb. I won't repeat the rest. And my dad uh, didn't know anything about investing. Mom doesn't know anything about investing, so I just lived off it for two years. I did some fun things, and I bought a car, which I'm grateful for the car, but I definitely would have invested that money into something else. And then around that exact time, just telling somebody this the other day, which ties into what Preston was talking about, um, my friend Anna was talking to me. She just – she just uh, her and her wife just uh, are having a baby. So that's pretty awesome. Shout out to them if they're listening. Oh, rad. Congrats. Um she says, "Hey, have you heard of this thing called Bitcoin?" And I'm like, and then and then I'm like, and I'm, I'm telling this to like some of my movie. She's like, she's like, this was oh my god, this was 2006, seven, yeah, and yeah. I mean it was like really early crypto shit, like worse than I mean it's crazy. And uh, she and I was like, no, what is it? And I she's like, well, I really don't understand, but basically it's like it's gonna be like a new type of currency, like when you go to the store and you pay with bills or. Uh, coins. And this is this was probably even before PayPal. This is probably in the early stages of PayPal, I think. And uh, yeah, Bitcoin has been out for a hot minute before it really like, yeah like, dug its heels. Yeah. in. Yeah, and and she says yeah, like right now, like the currency exchange rate's crazy, blah blah. And she's like, she's like, we should invest some of this. And this is like right when I got my money, and I'm like, come on, this sounds like a scam. Yeah. If I would have done that, holy shit. Like yeah. I could have, I mean, I could have donated like two G's <laughs> sitting on like $200,000 no by now. Man. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. Ugh. Yeah. So that would be money yeah. for sure. And it sucks my, to my say that about money, but that's probably the least amount of consequences. Cause they're, yeah. I, I couldn't foresee any consequence off that. Like I, Oh, I want a better car. Oh, I want to take my friends on vacation. Oh, I want to go visit Landon. Oh, yeah. and they're like, yeah, that's exactly right, dude. Right now, Bitcoin, one Bitcoin is worth 11,451 US dollars. Isn't that crazy? That's why the the market of these graphics cards and processors are going up so crazy is because people are getting computers upon computers, building servers in their homes to, yeah, to, oh, yeah. to crypto mine. It's insane. It's just, I don't even understand it. Bitcoin to me is such a weird idea of like mining something that's not even there. Yeah. Or Sandcoin. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sandcoin. <laughs> and like, uh, I watched a pretty cool video of the, the Jordan Belfur from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Leo played his character. Uh-huh. And he was just talking about how Bitcoin's like um, the biggest, the, it's going gonna, it's gonna to die. Like, it's going to die. It's so high right now. It's going to die. And when it dies, it's going to die. Bitcash is going to take its place. And then there'll be another one. He said he he he's like he yeah. doesn't see it it's staying because of the way the economy and the world's working. It's, it's a really good interview, and I mean that dude like made his whole life off of scamming people. So you know, but he is smart. Like you know, he knew yeah. how to play the system and play people. And when you're a wolf, you're like that. You know. But, yeah, you're exactly right. And we're I, way off topic. You know, Sorry, my, guys, but we'll get we'll get back on. We have a habit of going <laughs> yeah. way off topic. Yeah, just because you're in the back seat, don't mean we're staying on course, baby. Um, my buddy Seth hit me up a while back. Uh, it's been several years ago, and he's like, "Yeah, there's a thing called Bitcoin," and he's kind of giving me the the abridged version of it. And he's like, "You really should just go take five. This is back when it's five hundred bucks. He's like, invest five hundred bucks and buy one." And I'm like, "Ah." Uh, 
I don't have 500 bucks to burn right now, man. And now I'm wishing I would have no, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd have 11 grand in my pocket. That's but, the thing, though, is you never but, know. Like, I mean, you're always yeah, going to exactly have that, right. like, oh, man, I wish I would have. You know, you're like Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite. Put me back in just <laughs> one time. Like, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you never yeah, know. That's that's the thing. I think, I think, you know, all kidding aside, I would probably have found a way to invest in something like that because your money doesn't solve all your problems. But by God, if done right, it could definitely ease up some of your mm-hmm. stress. Because ultimately, man, like what keeps people up at night, a lot of us is, how am I supposed to pay this bill off? Or if I pay this bill off, how am I supposed to get by on groceries for a week? Or if I can all do all those things, it's just like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Then I'll wake up. Yep. And and do the same shit over and over. So I mean, it's, and if you have a little bit more money, you can you can not worry about the bills and save for you know what life is about: going places, seeing things, meeting people. Yeah, you know. But it's it is it's tough. Yeah. it's tough to do that. You know. Um, yeah, I think you know everybody says what they would do if they went back in time. Oh, I'd go kill Hitler, or I would, you know, go stop this or this or this. But you have to think about just the butterfly effect and the paradox yeah, it, that creates yeah. because. If you went back in time, and we all know this shit, but I mean, if you went back in time and you you took out Hitler or you you killed Hitler as a teenager, and so you know the war never happened, what if your parents went on a blind date, and the whole reason why the spark ignited between them was a discussion about World War Two? Marty McFly, their, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, their their keen interest on how Hitler was a terrible man. The one thing they agreed on was Hitler was a bastard. And then that just snowballed into you being born, and here you are. My I mean, my dad was a, a celebration baby from victory uh, from World War II. So if World War II never happened, I wouldn't be here because uh, my grandparents wouldn't have gotten it on. Oh, well, hell yeah. Look at yeah. that. Sean puts an edit I, in the show where it's like, <laughs> we lost Preston all of a sudden. We don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but I mean, and there, there was some good that came out of the World War II, if you can believe it, man. Like, there was a lot of Nazi experiments. We had a lot of heart surgery, um, you know, leaps and bounds into heart surgery and a lot of, you know. Technology, uh, engineering, when it comes to. Yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah. We wouldn't have, you know, Beatles. Yeah. We wouldn't have slug bugs if it was, wasn't for Hitler, I guess. I don't know. No, that, I mean, let's, let's get honest here. If it wasn't Hitler, it was going to be somebody else down the line in the future. Yeah, there you go. You're exactly right. Instead of time travel, like I would like a time TV so I could just sit there and like flip through the channels and just watch history unfold. I think that'd be more interesting than like, you know, trying to go back and change history. Like, let's let's just see how that shit happened. What Preston means is he wishes he can go back and actually watch that soft core that he had to watch through the fuzz. (laughs) No, you cut it. You can finally watch it. (laughs) The fuzz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a problem. It's the ramifications, Wait, what, and repercussions. What would that? What, what would that time machine TV look like? Like, would it be flashy, or would it be like just some like old old time old timey TV? Like, what would it look like? <laughs> Preston's like, um, it's a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tablet, and I can vape off of it. Oh shit! Where were we at? Um, so, Preston, go ahead and jump back into that uh, that story where you left off. Oh, I was done with the story. I was just saying, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, the, the guy pretty much uh, that was that's all he had to say. So, but I, uh, okay. so the the problem with it was like uh, the the you so they they posted the video on YouTube of him doing the lie detector test, but they never yeah. showed you uh, the actual test, like mm-hmm. as he was answering the questions. So it would just yeah. be like 
it came back, yes. Like, he's not lying. Well, you, yeah, but we didn't see that. So, I mean, it could be all bullshit. Uh, yeah, but like, so. I like how these people are like, oh, well, lie detectors, the lie detector's right this time. Come on. You're always saying lie detectors lie all the time. Like, you know, like. Yeah. That's the thing. I bet I would like to find a way we could do it and not waste taxpayer money. I would like to think I could probably pass a lie detector test. I couldn't. I'm not trying to be like facetious or full of myself. I really think I could pass one. Yeah, it's just frame of mind. So yeah, exactly. I really think I could do it. Man. I could never do it. You just gotta convince yourself uh, you're telling the truth. Like, dude, I'm fucking positive about this shit. Yeah, Santa I mean, Claus much. is real. Fuck you. Fuck it. Let's set a. Let's do a Kickstarter. Yeah. Can't kick. At Wichicon. At, at Wichicon this year is gonna be a live <laughs> lie detector uh, test. <laughs> Lie detector test on ski. Yeah. Everyone's like, man, what the fuck? We were excited for this too. It's just a bunch of idiots telling lies. <laughs> I killed JFK. Uh, True. And then we lost Preston again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still here. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, the the last story we wanted to jump into from the news was a very unique missing persons case that we picked up on. And there are more developments since last episode, too, guys. Like, I think I kind of got the full story even. So this is kind of neat that we can actually do the full spectrum here. So back in November, there was a strange story that erupted about a young 22-year-old girl named Becca Martinez and how she had gone missing. So the story goes on to say this woman had told her mom she was going to go work on a pot farm for a while. And then she was not heard from for another seven, uh, six days. So on the seventh day, the mom freaks out and she's like, oh, shit, my daughter's missing, um, blah, blah, blah. And so on November 18th, she contacts the police and files a missing persons report because she says, look, my daughter went on this trip and she was supposed to call me. She swore she'd call me. It's been a week. I haven't heard from her. So they do their thing. They're like, all right, great. It's been a week. She's missing. Boom. She's on the national missing persons list or whatever. So from that point on, the story goes deeper. Um, on Facebook, the North Coast Journal, which is like an alt-weekly newspaper uh, from northern Oklahoma, posted a story about 35 people who have been reported missing in Humboldt County, California. And it asked readers, have you seen any of these people? And somebody did. Amy Bonner O'Brien, who has lived there for 25 years, says she couldn't believe what she was seeing because she recognized one woman's face. Becca Martinez. So she goes onto Facebook, onto their post, and basi- uh, basically says, yeah, I recognize that girl there. That's Becca. And she currently is a contestant on this season of The Bachelor. <laughs> That's crazy. And oh, indeed, Stephen, she sure as shit was. That's crazy. I couldn't even imagine like, yeah. that person's reaction. I like what they were feeling at that right. moment. Right. Well, stay stay tuned because the story gets, it's it's really neat and really fucking annoying too the way this plays uh, plays out. So, Miss Martinez, yes, she was a contestant on the current season of ABC's reality show The Bachelor. However, a huge flurry of reports and controversy came about, and basically people started making a huge fuss uh, in the fact that how the fuck do you not know your daughter's on The Bachelor? How on this earth, flat or round, <laughs> do you not know that your daughter went on The Bachelor unless she hid it from her whole family? And so people were like, 
man, this chick is a beezy for sheezy because how do you not tell your own mom who's worried to death? She's reported you missing, you know, with the sheriff's department and you didn't bother to tell her on the damn bachelor, not even your own freaking mom. I mean, like, even if you didn't talk to your parents, you would think that maybe like, oh, one night yeah. you're like, oh, let's see what my mom's doing on Facebook. I bet you every day there's a right. post about, have you seen my daughter? You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, but the thing on Facebook, too, and and The Bachelor, I'm sure those girls sign a pretty tight-lipped, you know, clause that says you will not get on Twitter, you will not get on Instagram, you will not call your family, all this kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure it's a pretty sweet, uh, you know, hush-hush contract. I thought you were, like, calling her mom out, like, how do you not know your daughter's The Bachelor? Like, dude, Okay, I couldn't tell you one person's ever been on The Bachelor, (laughs) like – (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but so, okay, that's not the whole story. Because she was reported missing by her mother on January 18th, about a month and a half before her season would premiere on January 1st, 2018, um, the confusion boils down to several strands of miscommunication. Her mother did indeed file the report about 1 a.m. on November 18th, saying she had lost contact with her daughter back on November 12th. But contrary to the social media rumor buzz, she wasn't on The Bachelor at that point either. But rather, she'd already been on The Bachelor, and spoiler alert, folks, she had gone home. So basically, she was, yes, on The Bachelor, but her mom already knew about it. What had happened was, when you film The Bachelor, it's like a six or eight week long period or whatever, you know, they they woo you around the fucking universe going to france and everything else whining and dining and they film for six months or six weeks you know because that's how you find love i mean that's yeah that's how i did it that's how shayla and i met Um, like we were down in france when we were 16 years old (laughs) (laughs) bachelor junior edition you want to go skating or bowling so, yeah, they filmed this thing like several like months before it actually airs. What? <laughs> like, I like Bigfoots. Marry me. <laughs> uh, so, they, yeah, they, they filmed this thing several months before it actually airs because they got to cut it and edit it and make their heroes, make their villains and everything else. You know, yeah. paint the picture they're trying to paint. Get, get them views. But she had already been home from The Bachelor. But here's what happened. So when she gets booted off the show, you know, of course, like many of the contestants, she thinks, no, 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 it's supposed to be me. And I loved him and he loved me more. And I thought I was going to be the one and I thought we were going to do this. And so when she gets back around the 12th or so back home, she's like, fuck it. I got to get away for a while because this really just spent my entire world into a tizzy and a whirlwind. And I got to just recalibrate and get my bearings. And one of her favorite things to do was to go on traveling trips with her friends. So. She said, basically, being back home and her life in a fucking whirlwind of confusion, I just decided to go to the mountains with my friends for a couple weeks. And I was there for about six or seven days without cell phone service, which I thought I was going to have. So I told my mom, I'll call you. So the mother actually did hear from Miss Martinez, ironically, late in the afternoon, about 12 hours after she made the missing persons case. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. She says, I just had this weird feeling, like on the sixth or seventh day, I needed to get home now. So I got in my car, I left my friends, and I drove to you know the nearest place I can get phone service. And I called my parents. And come to find out, 12 hours before I made my phone call, my mom had turned me into the Humboldt Sheriff's Department saying I was missing. But 
the investigators really didn't get the memo or learn that until December 12th. A sheriff's deputy contacted the mother by email to follow up with things. Now, that's a bit contradictory because the mother said she did actually call the sheriff's department after she heard from Becca. Still, investigators were unable to get in touch with Ms. Martinez to confirm that there wasn't some foul play involved or the mom wasn't trying to cover up something. They basically had to make sure she was alive and well but hadn't got a chance to do it. So they didn't find out until they'd sent the email to her mom that, yeah, yeah, that's still my story and I'm sticking to it. She's live and well. So as part of procedure in Humboldt County at their sheriff's office, deputies are typically required to make a direct contact with the missing person to confirm their well-being, make sure they are where they say they are, they are who they say they are, and that they are indeed in good physical health. So a deputy was not able to make direct contact with Miss Martinez, and she was not removed from the missing or unidentified person system. So all the while, Miss Martinez has been publicly active on Instagram and Twitter, uh, writing on September 17th that she was going to, quote, give up social media for the next several weeks, which would be the time corresponding with the filming of the show. And then her Instagram picks back up around November 22nd. So that really fueled this frenzy of like, holy shit, guys, she's not missing. She's on The Bachelor. She's a terrible daughter. Her parents are clueless and blah, 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 blah. But not only was it miscommunication, part of your contract is to lay pretty low and lay tight lipped. So that made a bigger problem. She had to stay low and she had to kind of really keep her mouth shut about how it went because she could have been the winner. She could have been the loser. But basically her episode where she gets kicked off hadn't aired yet or the season finale hadn't finished either. So if you fast forward to, I think it was just at the end of December or just the beginning of February, finally the sheriff's department did get a hold of Becca via her phone and they were able to talk to her and they were able to kind of, you know, make heads and tails of what really happened. Bada boom, bada bing, she's no longer a missing person. And she actually went on Jimmy Kimmel and I think Good Morning America um, recently and made, you know, kind of like a public service announcement of what happened to prove to everybody that she wasn't just, you know, a total jerk and uh, in it for herself. So there you go. Missing persons case that ended on a happy note. Uh, it, seems, it seems weird because, I mean, I know you got contracts and legal shit you got to do too, but yeah, still though, you got to think of man hour, you know, yeah, resources that were used and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that I is- do, but I do see her, her, her part of it. Yeah. And I mean, like, I was kind of irritated at first when I read the story. I'm like, man, way to go, mom. Like, you found your daughter and you didn't think to talk to the sheriff's department. But no, mm-hmm. several different stories I've read have all said and several different accounts say that, yeah, she she called the sheriff's department. It's like, no, no, she talked to me. It's fine. But how many times has somebody been, you know, murdered or kidnapped? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, no, I talked to her. She's great. She's just in the shower. Yeah, yeah they have to <laughs> they have to probably physically see the person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Arrange for something like that. So, yeah, I think that was the problem. And then, of course, like the mom's like, honey, I called the sheriff's department. You're good. And she's like, bet I'm going to go to wherever I want to go next, farm pot or go back to the mountains. And so, again, the sheriff's department's like, fuck, like we should have brought her by. Damn it. So, yeah, kind of an interesting deal. And it was kind of a media frenzy to follow because everyone's like, oh, man, she's the missing girl. She's the missing girl. And then, of course, she went home. um this is probably close to home, but you know we're dealing with a missing child case here in Wichita, and yeah, yeah, it's really it's really bizarre because like 
I've never been involved in something like that before, like as a community. Yeah. I've never had that happen. And, and watching it unfold the way that it has and specifically being close to people that we know personally. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's really just, it's gut wrenching and bizarre and like how it spreads from community to state to country. Like it's, yeah. it's all over the country right now. Oh it's, yeah. It's crazy. Well, and that too. And like this whole, I mean, this all kind of ties together cause we're not going to get into the story that Steven's alluding to very much because out of respect for the family and the fact that it's, it's mm-hmm. still something going on and it is terrible, but you know, to, to make it more close to home, kind of like this Becca story, you've got 10,000 fucking armchair quarterbacks and amateur sleuths who are just making the dumbest, dumbest comments about missing people, we'll just say. Yeah. And it's like, well, they should be out there doing this and they should be out there doing that. And until you're in that situation, like you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And also in the case of, you know, let's, let's just say, um, you know, a, a very public park was being investigated Everybody and their fucking cousin is like, well, let's all pillage that park and go find the missing person. But, I mean, you also have to respect the fact that, you know, the the cops are doing their jobs. And you're just going to get out there and muddy the waters even more. Or destroy evidence if – Or destroy evidence, yeah. You're exactly right. kind of clue like – you know, everybody wants to help out and, you know, and right now in everything in our country – you know, people give their thoughts and prayers, but some people want, you know, change and some people actually want to do something to help. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to missing people. I mean, you see it in the movies all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we're gonna go on. We're gonna go on a big search for it, but in reality, you you can't do that. Like, you know, because law enforcement, you have to trust the law enforcement to yeah to help. You're exactly out, you right. Know? And everybody else wants to be the hero that mm-hmm. you know discovers this missing person, and that's all great on the big screen, and it sounds great. But until you're in the sit, you know, you're in the situation. Like sometimes it's yeah. best. Comb the streets, you know, but stay out of people's way. And just like this, this Becca thing, like everybody's like, oh, what a dumb, you know, family and what a dumb girl to like just leave your family out in the cold and go into The Bachelor and don't her parents have a TV? And I mean, just social media is a good thing, but it also really muddies the water because, yeah, you know, dude. for for a month or at least two, three weeks, people are making a laughing stock out of the situation. And then I mean, we're you already, just now. We're already <laughs> seeing that as it is and just. Yeah. Because like a, a very popular thing, like like Sean just said, social media is a great thing, also a bad thing. Like them raising awareness to find missing people, and then using like Facebook Live to just have like a constant stream of a tip number with the picture and info about the person missing. Yeah. And then, but unfortunately, since that's a live video, people can go in there and comment all day long, and you just yep, you read some of the stuff, and you're like. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, exactly. Worry about the kid being found. Don't worry about, yeah, and don't assume and accusate. Like, it's just, ugh, ugh. yeah. People are disgusting, man. They're they're all experts until it happens to them. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a sad deal. So, man, <laughs> sobering moment. Yeah, right. Sorry, I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to bring the mood down or whatever you want to call. No, it. No, but, but I mean, you're right, and that coincides with what we were talking about. Like, people are experts. You know, supposedly, and everybody's just a backseat driver, and everyone can do it better than the you know the professionals. By God, and hey, I try not to be like that. I'm in the back seat, but you guys know way <laughs> more about the shit than me, <laughs> right? Oh man. Well, um, you had a thing you wanted to bring up, yeah. or did you already bring up that thing? No, I haven't yet. Came across this picture. It was one of them like, "What if" on Facebooks, you know? 
here we are talking about social media again. And it's a picture of the earth and this like big, like, I don't know, alien claw looking thing. And it says, what if the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs was a UFO and were the aliens? <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. And it made me think for like quite a while. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. oh, holy uh, shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty deep, man. Preston, what do you think? I'll let you go first if you want. So I I can buy into that just because uh, there's this uh, this idea or a com- competing theory of panspermia. So <laughs> if uh, life happened out in the universe, like way way out, like when the universe first formed, uh-huh. then as you know the universe aged and something happened to that that solar system and dest- you know destroyed it. Then as those rocks were floating through outer space, it would get to another world and then that life would evolve. And then that world got destroyed and now it's throwing more debris out into outer space. And so eventually one of those asteroids makes it all the way to Earth and then all of a sudden it crashes in, destroys whatever life is here. But then from those ashes, you know, new life happens. And if you look at uh, some of our fossil records, there's a, a lot of fossil records that are, are not consistent. So, like, all of a sudden, like, flowering plants just kind of show up out of nowhere. Um, you know, certain animals just kind of show up out of nowhere. And it, it kind of debunks this idea of uh, the theory of evolution. And uh, then you have people on the other side of the spectrum of like, well, that's uh, that's God right there. That's, uh, you know, intelligent design. So obviously God just uh, decided to create that. You know, he just said there's going to be flowers one day and it's going to be bugs. But wonder if, you know, that idea that maybe there was microscopic life on an asteroid and it destroyed the dinosaurs. And from that came us. Yeah. Damn. You, that's uh, that's that's really that's really interesting. So do you think that like with. Like if an asteroid was carrying an alien life form and it landed on the planet, like we obviously don't come out of the asteroid. Mm, yeah, I look like a man. You know, like, <laughs> it's like kind of like an evolution of of that yeah. alien being. I don't know. It's pretty interesting to think, just like from planet to planet. Well, even like in recent history, um, the Spanish influenza outbreak. Um, you know, they linked that back to a, a meteor shower. So there was a meteor shower and it had this virus on it. And that's what caused the Spanish influenza outbreak. Huh? Man. No shit. It's interesting thing. Cause I, yeah. when we, um, lived in Pratt, I, I was born in California and moved to Pratt, Kansas and Sawyer, Kansas, like in between, uh, Sawyer's like 200 people with that. And, uh, we lived out in, in the country and we had probably like two acres of wheat fields. So it was very common that me and my dad and my brother and friends would walk the wheat fields and look for arrowheads uh, and find them and find, you know, just everything from tractor parts to Indian artifacts. It's pretty cool. My dad stole all the stuff. Um, but it was very, also very common. Well, not very common, but we found two of them when I was a kid. Uh, actual meteorite, like actual rocks of meteorite. Hmm. And one was probably the size of, um, I don't know, maybe like a football. And then the other one was the size of like, I would say like a baseball mat. And like, it took us a long time to dig that thing up because it was like down, it was down in like, almost like kind of clay. Oh, really? God, it was a pain in the ass. But yeah, my dad got them both, I don't know, certified. Cast in bronze. (laughs) He um, got them verified that they were, you know, from outer space and they were. And and, uh, he ended up donating the football one to the Pratt Museum. 
and it sh- I'm assuming it'd still be there. And then the, uh, the the larger one, but the size of baseball mat, he actually sold that one. Oh, really? And like for like three hundred dollars, huh? That would have been like ninety seven, ninety eight, maybe. Oh wow! It's just it's just really really cool to think that like like now I'm like man. Fuck that museum! I want that. <laughs> like, yeah. cool. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you ate off it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big old piece of poopy. Yeah, and, yeah, and you never know what to do with that kind of stuff because do you keep it? Do you sell it? How hard did you need that three hundred bucks? You know. Yeah, yeah. That's why I oh, buy yeah. two of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I really thought that thing was interesting because I'm like, man. But then now the Preston's talking about it. I'm like, well, that fucking makes- Preston. Makes more sense. Well, should we call it? It's almost an hour of a show that was supposed to be about 30 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I like man. it. I like this organic conversation, man. Yeah. The conversation yeah, the is flowing and we're feeling it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, guys, let's go ahead and, and to bring it all the way around back to the beginning, let's hit it and quit it. I would interject that song, but I think I've already used that that joke in the episode before. Where, oh, do I Can I hit it and quit now? it? Can I hit it and quit it? So anybody want to uh, plug anything before we get out of here? Oh shit! I, I asked about do I do I hit record now? Oh. I'm still recording. Okay. <laughs> uh, to plug plug stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, gonna plug Steve. Check out our podcast. Oh, indeed. It's O H H H H four H's. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Check it. Uh, we have a Facebook group, and we are recording this Wednesday. Definitely got some stuff to talk about. Um, I have made it kind of my resolution this year to do two things. Go to more concerts and improve on podcasting and streaming. So I'm going to be streaming stuff here pretty frequently um, when we play online with these guys. Yeah. Hopefully, Preston more often. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you can check us out. Uh, check me out on Twitch at big underscore Steven Easier Place with Threes, and on Mixer under Big Steven Easier Place with Threes. So. Steve, I got a really funny story real quick about uh, PUBG. Yeah. Tell it afterwards, Justin. <laughs> uh, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. And check out, guys, Pixelated Sausage Podcast. That's our buddy Mark. He does a lot of the behind-the-scenes things for our show. We wouldn't be here without him. Check out his solo show. It's just him discussing and cussing about art and anime, if you pronounce anime. it that way. The rest of us call it anime, uh, movies, books, video games, uh, everything else. And also – He's doing video now again too. He used to do video a lot. Back oh, really? In the day and he's he actually did a new one for this claymation game. This in game preview it looks oh, really nice. cool. It might be up your alley. So you like all that artsy stuff? Oh yeah, cool. Check that out. And the then artsy stuff. If you love NASCAR as much as I pretend to, you should check out Sports Car Unleashed. Our buddy Rich has got a podcast about uh, NASCAR and cars that go fast, and I bet you'd like it. So listen to that if you like fast cars. Preston. Heck yeah. Oh. oh, and for everything beards, beardsy, you know, make your man stash grow, check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com. Yeah, BigDobsBeardBomb.com. Check that shit out. It's pretty fantastic. Use promo code P as in paranormal, X as in X-Files, L as in Loch Ness Monster, P as in, I've already said that, A as in alligator, R as in... Ratatouille. What pirates say. Rob Rosebots. <laughs> he robs robots. <laughs> and A is an albatross, which is creepy. Yeah. P-X-L-P-A-R-A. Use that promo code to get 20% off your entire order. 
And Good job, man. I think we'll cut it there. Guys, there's not going to be a funny little ditty at the end of this episode. It's not going to be something cute where I stuttered more than I normally do or Preston can, says something oh, dumb. It's going to be – say something really funny. I know, I know a good story. <laughs> could, we talk, could we talk about our conversation of the shape of water and how Rob got mad about the fish <laughs> and not about the gelatin? <laughs> <laughs> no, we should We shouldn't. We shouldn't. He's not here to defend himself. Um, I, know. I love Robert. Yeah, we all love Rob. Um, yeah, no, at the end of this episode, guys, we will spoil the ever-loving shit out of the uh, Cloverfield trilogy, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and the Cloverfield Paradox. So after our normal outro with our phone number and our email, we will, again, spoil the shit out of all three of those movies. If you haven't watched them, I would probably go ahead and stop listening after the outro or even now if you really don't want to listen to anything else. And leave a voicemail. Them are so cool to hear. Yeah, leave a voicemail. Live. And my bad, um, we got one. Somebody called in and, and praised the show, and Mark told me about it, and um, I forgot to mention that. So I'm so sorry. I forgot the name. I had it written down, and I cleaned my desk off. But, yes, thank you for that, uh, leaving that. And thank you for the listener stories. Please send in more. We want a ton of listener stories. The um, the address you can email those to would be pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. And if you don't want to type out the email or the, you know, whatever messenger or whatever, just use your phone with the voice memo. If you have an iPhone or the sound recorder on, on Android. Yeah, fuck it. Just send that, send that in an email. It's really, it's really simple. Yeah. Sometimes people get worried about speaking to somebody like over text because they want to make sure it's right. But some people like speaking like myself. So for sure. And this is a safe place, everybody. If you have something you're terrified of, stay anonymous. Just flat out in the first sentence say, don't say my name. We won't. We won't. Fuck it. And I mean, hell, I've had some people shoot me personal messages on Facebook. Do that. Message me. Email me if you want to. Email Preston. Email uh, Steve. Just send us messages and we will talk about your your creepy shit that's happened because that's why we started this whole thing is, you know, people have had some weird shit happen and you sound like a nut job when you talk about it. But not to us. At least we won't Mm -hmm. say it on air. I mean, Sean wants to sit down with the time traveling guy. The lie detector. So. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I say fuck it, let's do it. And he wants to talk to the devil. So true. That's true. This year on the garage sales, you're getting the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, if I uh, if I custom make you one that glows in the dark, will you take it as I will take it right back to you, sure. It has a Sasquatch on it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So is my bumper. <laughs> Impressive. You, you heard it. Hell, everybody heard it on the show. He he says he'll interview the devil. So what better way than a Ouija board from um, a garage sale? What Ten better cents. way would probably be? Oh, I can't spoil it. We may have an in on a uh, exorcism esque thing. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. But all right, cool. That's enough of humdrumming and droning on, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time around. Bye bye. The cast that pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. You have two ways. One, email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we have that set up too. Dial us at 707-523-4263. Again, that's 707-523-4263. 
we'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Okay, guys, again, it's a fair warning. We are about to take you to Spoiler Town if you have not seen Cloverfield, Tin Cloverfield Lane, or the Cloverfield Paradox. Turn back now because we are headed straight towards Spoiler Town in three, two, last chance, one. Okay, like, I don't mean to say it's disrespectful, Ray Preston. You know I love you. But how in the fuck do you know about that stuff, but you don't know that the Cloverfield movies are related? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I don't uh, understand. I don't understand let's, this. Let's back this up for a second, so we're going to have to cut this part out, because I don't want to spoil this shit. For Presto, else. you've watched that's, all of them, right? Okay. Yes, yes. That That's not that, that's not the conversation I was trying to have with Bitch, Sean. Bitch, it was. I like how uh, no, no, each no, one on. is unrelated, and it's its own thing. And I said, what no, did no, I say? No. Ah, so, put a pin in that, and we'll get back to it when you finish the movies, Preston. No, no, no. So, uh, what what the discussion I was trying to have was what what I found interesting about the the whole like the the Cloverfield movies in a whole. Like the so the second one was originally just a script called The Bunker, and it had nothing to do with Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it wasn't written for that. But he just liked the the script so much that he decided, okay, how am I going to tie this into this uh, this universe now? Mm-hmm. So, and he did the same he did the same thing with this this last movie. Like originally it had nothing to do with it, it, it but he liked the concept of this like opening up alternate realities and things like that and he was like I could actually make this work. I could make it fit. And so I, I, I think that that concept of nah, making okay. a movie franchise it's, is a lot cooler tight. than yeah. like making, you know, sequels from scratch. Like he's not, they're not doing that. They're like, wait, I really like this script. Let's tie it in. Let, and, let's rewrite it, do a treatment and make it yeah. you know, fit into this. Universe. And it's also because each movie is so different. Like you have Cloverfield, which is handy cam. You have the, the bunker, which is very close knit, like, Three rooms, four rooms, and then you yeah. have the space yeah. station, which is freaking massive. It's like, and then just the way that it's filmed too. And what's and really think, cool too is the fact that it wasn't called the bunker dipshit; it was called the cellar. Oh yeah, whatever bunker cellar. <laughs> <you know>. Actually, <laughs> actually, I, in my opinion, in my opinion, when it comes to stuff like this, um, what I would do on a like Sean, if you edit, I would just be like, "Hey, there's spoiler content coming." This will be at the end of the episode. I'll uh, okay, I'll cool. make a spoiler. Yeah, because yeah, because I was like, because like when it comes to movies like this, and your key audience for is just paranormal and spooky, time travel, aliens. Like, dude, it, if you're listening to this show and you haven't watched Cloverfield Paradox, like, what the hell's wrong? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to check stuff like that out because it fits into the stuff that you're listening about. Yeah, if you don't chew big red. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I really, really, really dug that movie, man. And okay. I love the shit out of alternate realities. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Fringe, like Fringe, man. Fringe, to me, is one of the most underrated sci-fi, whatever show you want to call it, weird show yeah. ever. And and it's depressing that they, they, they stopped making that Yeah, that show. It, it, and it ended on such a crazy high note, too, you know? Like, yeah. they didn't really leave you hanging, really, but yeah. it, just, it was just so well done. And I, I just remember... Watching that show, and by the way, Statue of Limitations, this show's old as shit. So if you haven't watched it, sorry. But um, just knowing that there's a 
you know, a same world on the other side. Like, I was like, wow, yeah. like, it's just crazy. <clears throat> so. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Well, uh, I think that, I think those movies, the Cloverfield movies, I guess I'll take half fault, Preston. I still say you're half wrong, but <laughs> I, I did, I did shush you. I will, I will go on the record and say I did shush you because I'm like, no, 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 Preston, I'm going to ruin it if you don't shut the fuck up. So something someone else here doesn't do. <laughs> right. But I mean, hey, by the way, Sean, they kill Han Solo right. in Star Wars. So, like, so, you throw that out idiot. There. Like, so, oh, uh, I wonder if Ford uh, apparently <laughs> dies in it because he's, uh, he's not in the IMDb for the next movie. So, and the best, <laughs> the best one is when you're like, you're like, somebody's like, oh, I went and saw, uh, you know, new, the new, um, uh, it movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. There's this one scene. I I I don't really want to hear about it because I want to I want to see it myself. Uh, okay. So anyway, in the scene, the yeah. Movie, you're like, what? Like, yeah. Give I just me told a you. Break. Come on. I told don't you. Ma- no. Don't make me black mirror you and <laughs> block yeah, you. No kidding. Yeah. So <laughs> what I interpreted then of the Cloverfield movies was. The first Cloverfield was our introduction to the universe, and of course, you know, the creatures invade, and it's. We'll call it Earth Number One, and so you have the you have the actual firsthand account with that dude in his shaky cam of like when the creatures invade and all that kind of shit. And then at one point in the movie, in the background, you see like a fireball falling from the sky and like impacting into the ocean. And then in Cloverfield Lane, of course, wait, um, you see that in Cloverfield One? Cloverfield One, there's a scene. I don't remember if it's the post credit scene or it's when. Uh, he's showing video of them on the Ferris wheel or whatever, but yeah, there is a comet or a meteor, and you see it Holy fly down. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I have no idea. You didn't know that nerd. Yeah, because I remember at the end, you know, don't, 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 and then yeah. Holy shit, that's fucking dope. Yeah. That's so awesome. Cloverfield Two, of course, it's called Cloverfield Lane, and the whole movie, you're like, well, maybe, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, because you're in the bunker, and of course, at the end, the creatures show up, and then J.J. Abrams came out, and he's like, guys, this, this is not a sequel. To Cloverfield, like these two things happen in two separate universes, and I'm like, well, that's fucking dumb in my book, and I'm going to pretend like they do relate to each other. Take that, Abrams. And then, of course, the third movie, we get introduced to the idea that there were two separate universes, and so the universe one, you have, of course, when the the ship comes back into reentry, and they're crashing down to Earth, and then the guys like in the bunker or whatever, and they're like, "Don't!" He's like, "Don't let her come back! Don't no! Tell them no! Don't let her come back!" And like, it's too late; they're already entering the atmosphere. And so, was that the scene when she's coming back th- down to Earth? I'm thinking so, man, because mm-hmm. he said, "Where did that happen in New York or was it New Jersey?" Uh, wh- whichever, whichever. Because when Whatever. he's that dude that was in, in the bunker with the little girl, uh-huh. great, we found her parents. They're in, I'm pretty sure he said Jersey. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And then if Cloverfield won, if that was being attacked during that time, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that whatever, whatever town that was, like, it's yeah. just, oh, it's, it's, that's well, very, very unique. And if, now with what Preston said, yeah. it's even more impressive that they had these scripts. And like a lot of people dogged uh, paradox a lot. They were like, "Oh, it's too cheesy, blah blah." Yeah, you know there was, you know, I I, I don't know. Like, I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. Definitely cool for something we had no idea was coming. Oh Super yeah, Bowl, they're like, "Huh, here's a trailer." Oh yeah, by the way. Yeah, I just I the hope game. they don't overuse that marketing scheme because I think it's going to be kind of a one trick pony. 
Yeah, because you see you see artists do that, like musicians. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah when, when they're big enough, yeah, like Beyonce's just like, oh, Friday, an album coming out. Yeah, or like you know? U2 just gave it to everybody unannounced on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so here's another thing. If I remember if I remember right, that, that scene I'm talking about, the Ferris wheel, I want to say that that clip was from his handy cam, and you, it's supposed to be before the actual event takes place. Because that was the controversy at first uh, after the first movie was out was like, oh, he actually captured the impact moment on the handicam. So I got to go back and watch it again. But was that moment not the actual reentry of the space shuttle? Because remember, they're like, don't come down, don't come down. It's already oh. happening. Was it actually the second universe, the, number two, crashed. when the action, yeah. yeah, when the space station crashed back yeah. down to Earth before it unleashed hell everywhere? Yeah. Because then you have 10 Cloverfield Lane. And in Paradox, you know, he goes down to the bunker and everybody, if you're like me, held your breath and clenched real tight, hoping that John Goodman would have fucking stumbled out of the storage room, but like, oh, hey. <laughs> but you're like, fuck yeah, it's a storage room. It's a fucking bunker. Did 10 Cloverfield Lane take place in universe number two after shit had already hit the fan? Oh my god, this is too much. Yeah, all that it and more. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, go online and watch. Go go read the fucking uh, like theories, man. Yeah, it's the cool. fan theories and shit. Your head will just fucking spin. It's like fan theories of Stranger Things. Yeah, like, yeah. People come up with some good things. See, I wish I would have watched Fringe when it was on. Yeah. So I could look at that stuff like as it was going on, like people's fan theories. Of course, social media wasn't as huge back then as it is now. Yeah. You wouldn't have videos popping up in your feed every two seconds about every which thing. Yeah. Like, I'm reading uh, – I'm currently like. reading uh, a situation kind of like that. I'm reading Why the Last Man, the comic book series. And basically there's one man alive. Something happens and it kills all the men on earth except for this one dude and his pet monkey. And then they get to this part. Uh, this is not going to be a big spoiler, but they get to this part, and it's all the women celebrating all of the and, and mourning all the male uh, rock stars that died. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, blah blah blah. David Bowie and Tom Petty <laughs> and somebody else yeah. among like the ten names they list. And I'm like, well, did, did they draw them in the comic? No, no. This is uh, it's them in front of this big like band shelter, and they're all just kind of sitting out there uh, yeah. doing a kumbaya kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of Bowie. Yeah. When you type in Ziggy on um, the iPhone, it changes to Zappy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Zappy. Ridiculous. Zappy Stardust. Zappy, Star- Zappy yeah, Starduck. Like- <laughs> Starduck. Oh.